the sign for like swingers is uh, upside down pineapple and you didn't know that. And we're like, I had no clue. I mean, I was like, boy, did that burst my bubble. I know. I always thought a pineapple was a symbol of welcoming. Yeah. Hello, mother. (laughs) Hello, Katie. Are you back? I am back home. You're back home and- In Milwaukee, yes. I am back in New York and it is hot. And I know I've been telling this to you before, but our air conditioner in our bedroom is not working and it is hell on earth. It is the worst- The worst kind of torture. Is it loud? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. There, it's yeah. It's hotter than hell upstairs, and right. How could anyone I, sleep like that? I don't know. Heat rises, so that's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's even um, worse. Yep, yep, yep. So and you've called. Did you call yes. somebody, honey? Yeah. Yes, we've we've contacted everyone, so Matt has to deal with that when I'm away. Um, yeah, but it's pretty. Treacherous. I wish Dad was there. <laughs> Here mm. we go again. You know, where is dad yeah, when we need him? It must be the Freon or something like that. Mom, you have no idea what it is. Katie, I've, what, I've dealt with air conditioner situations before. Oh, yes, in my past life, you know, with filters and Freon and all this stuff. So I think that, yeah, well, you'll figure it out. How was your Memorial Day weekend? (laughs) Yes, Memorial Day weekend. Well, it's the start of summer, they say, and we really did. We did a lot of cleanup. Speaking of dad fixing things, uh, the little bug has not been working for so long, the VW. so The car. uh, The car. Yeah, VW. And uh, the battery was dead. More than that. We needed a new battery. So he did that himself. So he went and got the battery and installed it. So that was a good thing. We cleaned out the garage. We I got some of my gardening tools out. Um, did you so help I, clean out the garage? Um, <laughs> actually, I did. But then when okay. Dad said, I am going to, instead of sweeping it out, he said, I'm going to just blow it all out. I said, I'm out of here because I thought, there, there goes my allergies. So no, no, no. And, and we have enough problems with allergies around here. We've got one cottonwood tree in the backyard that decided Damn to- I know. And it does not always, as we call it, snow, because it's all this cotton that lets go and it looks like it's snowing outside. So our Mm -hmm. whole backyard, the lawn is full of white cotton. And it only happens like every other year. And of course it's this year. So I can't Mm -hmm. be outside in the back until it's done doing its thing. Uh, So allergies are bad right now around here. So good thing you're not Mm -hmm. here for that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else we did. Yeah. And uh, he got the fountain going. I love my little fountain by my roses. Only one rose bush died through the winter. So (laughs) we have to, (laughs) when, when, how long have you had this fountain for? And it's like a little fountain in the front yard. I don't think it's that little, but for a couple of years. Well, I know it's not like this, like huge, like fountain. Of course not. It's a little fountain and you came home with it. And I remember yeah. all of us were like, 
oh, you got a fountain. You're like, yeah, isn't it nice? There's a big pineapple on it. I know. And I said it's to welcome people, right? And like the sign for like swingers is uh, upside down pineapple and you didn't know that. And I we're had, like- I had no clue. I mean, I was like, boy, did that burst my bubble. I know. So, but it's not upside down. I know, but it's still a pineapple. You had no idea. I had no idea. I always you, thought a pineapple was a symbol of welcoming how is yeah. that a symbol of welcome? I have I have no idea. Making a fruit fruit bowl. <laughs> I have no idea. You but just it, it it does look very nice. Fruit. Yeah, there you go. So anyhow, dad got that working. <laughs> the Sheelys are accepting of all. <laughs> yes, we are, but we are not swingers. That's uh, well, good. since we're on the subject of swingers, I'll just might as well bring this up. So uh well, we went Lord. out to dinner. After we went to Saturday night, we went to uh, Saturday night mass, and then we. I went to saw our- your Instagram post too. You, you yes. did a little outfit of the night. Everyone, yes, go I give did. Carol a follow at Carol Gray Woo-hoo. on Instagram. Okay, yes. continue. And uh, so we thought, let's just go to our little neighborhood uh, restaurant, uh, Moxie, which is just lovely. We love Moxie, so I made reservations, and Dad likes to sit you know, up at the bar, but you have to make reservations. So, and right next to the bar is, I'm just setting the scene here. Uh, there are six seats that is just kind of a high top table at, kind of near where we were. So we're having dinner and such. And, um, all, you know, obviously people can kind of, you're close yeah, in proximity. Yeah. Uh, so people maybe can hear what you're talking about or whatever. I have no clue. I have no uh-huh. clue how this happened, but all of a sudden, uh, it was a family, but in, uh, the kids were older. So I would say it's just kind of like our family, there, except there was a grandparent. So I would say like an 80-year-old, 60-year-old, and maybe the 30-year-old. And they said, excuse me, is this a second marriage, the two of to you? To you and dad? Yes. <laughs> I Why? Said, second marriage? What makes you say that? He says, well, it just seems like you're getting along so well and having so much fun. I said, it does Aww. happen in the first marriage too. I said, it's been 38 <laughs> years. So they were having some issues and discussing that that can't issues. happen. I said, yes, it can happen. So, oh, that's so cute. That was so sweet. I know. And we did have so a good time. Sweet. Yeah. Well, were you we guys really talking about that um, people were know. listening to your conversation? Yeah, I don't know. I think what, what else but our dreams, traveling, mm-hmm. you know, I mean- Typical. Whenever we go out to eat like that and we're by ourselves, we just talk about, well, where we're going to go next and what are we looking forward to? And I don't Aww. even know. Yeah. That's it was so a good cute. night, but I thought, oh my God, second marriage. I just <laughs> said, ah, no, no. I love but anyhow, that. From swingers to being married for 38 years. Anyhow. Oh, so right. yeah, we there did. Ha- we had a really fresh. nice weekend. Yeah. We had a nice weekend. Uh, but you know, whenever you have that one day uh, off during the week, it just kind of messes you up, doesn't it? It's like, totally. wait a minute, what day totally. is today? Yeah. Totally. We went upstate, uh, upstate New York to our good friends. They just purchased a house and we stayed with them and their little baby. And we had the best weekend ever. We oh. went to Livingston Manor and Manor, I don't know why I said it with like a British accent there. And it's funny because in 2020, the four of us rented a house together actually in Livingston Manor as well um, during COVID, like in the summer. And they purchased a house there and 
they now have a, a little baby. And it was just the most relaxing, indulgent. I feel like I ate so much food and drank so much because I was just happy. And I'm like, oh. Katie, did you go out or did Kira cook or did you barbecue or a little no, of everything? No, we, we did everything. We went to a couple of breweries. We went out for dinner one night. Uh, Deidre cooked one night. Um, we had a great, a great little time. And then now Matt found a new obsession and he is so – when he's like hooked on something, he like can't get it out of his brain. And he goes yeah. full force, right. Yeah. And like same with me too. Like when I'm like in something, I want to be in something. He is obsessed with fly fishing. And cool. we went Thank fly you. fishing when we had our honeymoon in Tennessee. That's the first time we went fly fishing together. And the neighboring town to Livingston Manor called Roscoe is – the fly fishing capital of like the world wow. is there. So yeah. they have all these like amazing uh, like rivers and creeks and um, you fish for trout. And Matt and his buddy went like four or five times when we were there. So did they have the, the gear and everything where you have to put the Yeah, he uh, had everything. The, yeah. Yeah, he oh had everything. Oh my gosh. So you, you actually stand in the stream or whatever? And- yep. Yeah. We we didn't like Kira and I, the the women didn't do it. Um no. But I've done it before and it's fun, but we were with the baby. So today I just purchased this and I Matt doesn't listen to this, so he won't know this. He better listen to this. I know. What the hell, right? I'll be like I I quiz him. I'm like, so what'd you think about this week's podcast? And he's like, I loved it. I'm like, what did we talk about? Give me some (laughs) points. And he gets upset with me. But I dad is a faithful listener. Oh, it's very Anyhow. good. Well, if he listens, and then he can deserve to listen to this part, that for his birthday, I was like, what am I going to do for his birthday? Oh. He's so hard to buy for, for just anything. Yeah. So we found this really cool hotel up in Livingston Manor that we drove by and we went to get dinner or like lunch there or a drink. And Matt and I actually drove by ourselves like, oh, let's just stop in. Let's grab a drink. And they wouldn't allow anyone – outside of the hotel to come in and have a drink or dinner or anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's this old house that I want to say it was like the Rockefellers old house or something. And now it's a 19 room little hotel. Oh, and you I just love like, that. And you go like fly fishing. They have all the fly fishing equipment there. They have like the wellies, they have the the rods, everything. And they have a beautiful um, restaurant and it's really like quaint and adorable. It's called the Beaver Kill Valley Inn or Valley Lodge. So I called and we have like one weekend that's free this summer that we weren't doing anything. just woke up so fast. I mean, there's like 19 rooms. I think the only room I got was like a double bed. I'm like, whatever. And um, I got a a weekend out there for his birthday. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Well, like I say, New York just has so many gems of of little pockets of places. So now you want to look for a house there. I know. So that's like been my obsession that I've been constantly looking at places and houses up there because I know Matt, Matt and I have been going upstate since we started dating. Like we've loved upstate. Like it is very much our happy place because I feel it's a really nice blend of like Midwest, but still Oh, but it has like New York amenities. More, yes, yes. A little you know bit what I mean? Upscale, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the town that we were at is definitely like 
a small town, but like the main street, they have like great little restaurants and amazing like homeware stores and it's just and Kate, so special. Katie, again, it's what? How, how far from New York? Like two like hours? Two hours. Two, three, yeah. yeah. That's so perfect. It was so perfect. That's so, so perfect. We're well, looking. if anyone's listening and, and knows of anybody selling a, <laughs> a, house, a house, let me know. Yeah. So it was great. Not a fixer-upper either. No. No. We can't. That's not I mean, true. like, yeah, I just don't think. No. In theory, it sounds great, but. No. And dad cannot pick up and move there. Too much going Why not? on here. Why not? <laughs> Too much going on here. Yeah. He needs to come over and hang these pictures. Oh, gosh. Did you uh, watch the finale of Succession? We did. <gasps> what did. do you think? What did you think? Oh, well, I was sad that it was over, although I knew it was going to. I was surprised. I was you not were? expecting. Yeah. Were you expecting Tom to take over? I mean, they just kept twisting us around with everything. But it was really good the way it ended because all yeah. of the children, I mean, it just spoke about all like, the children, exactly totally. what they- And none of yeah. the children deserved it. So I'm like, if yeah. one of them gets it, I'll be pissed because they're all terrible people that like, yeah. I don't want any of them to have it. And Tom, I'm kind of happy for him. <laughs> and his little sidekick, he put the sticker on his head. He said, I'll take yeah. you. It was good, right? Yeah, it was good. Good writing, good acting. Um, yeah, everything about the show is fantastic. I saw this on TikTok, so I don't know if it's true, but I heard there's supposed to be like a spinoff. Oh my gosh. With who? With like following Tom and um, Shiv? the other guy. No. Well, me probably. But oh, the, yeah. who's the guy that – the Swedish guy or whatever? Skarsgård? Oh, uh, yeah. That actor. Like following them. Oh, interesting. Wouldn't that be good? I know. Well, he, they're good, very good actors. That Tom is a very good actor. He's British. He only, yes. Yes. Which is crazy. I know. I um, like yes. So we did do that. And uh, uh, I told dad, I said, I think Yellowstone's ready to go. So he was like, oh my gosh, you know, so excited and everything. But it's not. I think we're, there's another week left that we have to wait, right? For the new season. I don't watch Yellowstone. Okay. Well, dad, you know, was so excited. And that's, so what else are we going to watch now? Um, what are we watching? Just more of the reality TV for me. Yeah. Uh, did you, you know, the housewives, have you caught up with Jersey? I have. God bless you. Um, yes, I have. Those ladies are crazy. It's so crazy. I haven't watched the reunion yet, but like Melissa and Teresa, it is insane how like they're, there's so much history between the two of them. God, they and just hate each other. I hate each other. They just and usually I'm a Melissa stan and Teresa's insane. But like sometimes I think Melissa's just being like a bitch too. Well, you know what? Uh, she sees Teresa is happy. She found her man. I don't know if I like Louie no, that much. No, I disagree. I disagree. No, I don't think she's finish. doing this because she's happy. Okay. No, let me just finish. I'm saying that that uh, Melissa is looking at Teresa. Teresa was always like the poor soul. She was in jail. She had money troubles, all this. And Melissa was, you know, the person that was making things happen, you know. And now it's kind of flipped where Teresa is married. She had the big wedding. She's got the big house. She seems to be so happy. Um, and her kids, that, that it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just not good. 
And that Louie, I don't know if I trust him, Katie. No, I know. And that Bo Deedle or whatever, that private investigator that they hired, he all came on TikTok and was like, I have no idea what this person is. I was never hired. Like, that's a lie. Well, to be continued, I'm glad Dolores is happy with her Polly. Dolores looks so good. And I respect her so much for just, she's like, yeah, I look this so good because I'm on Ozempic. I have a tummy tuck, a butt lift. My boobs are done. There's two pounds of fake hair in my head. Like (laughs) she's so honest. I know. She, I like her. Yeah. I like her. Well, and pretty soon I think New York uh, housewives should be starting as well as OC. I'm so excited for them. And did you see that um, Sonia and Luann have their own spinoff? What? Yes. They have their own spinoff. They're going to like – it's going to be like um, The Simple Life. Remember Simple Life with like Karen yes. and Nicole? Yes. It's going to be oh. like that. And they're going to like a small town in like – I think Illinois actually. Oh, I'm going to And love they it. have to like do like I don't know, farm things. Yeah, but the problem is is that uh, Sonia likes to – you know, have her wine and her drinks, and Luann can't. Yeah. Yeah. That should be interesting. Sure. Yeah. Sonia's going to just push her off the wagon, but whatever. Well, that'll be interesting. No, another piece of pop culture. Did you see that uh, in Paris, Beyonce's show, Blue Ivy, her daughter, came out in dance? I, Isn't that the coolest that is thing? That so is sweet. Well, and there's – so her big uh, tour is happening and Taylor Swift. I tell you, I wish I could go see both of them. I know. I should have jumped on those tours somehow quicker. Yeah. Those tickets. There's no way you could get those tickets now. I mean, you can, but they're just going to be like crazy expensive. I mean, no matter what, it's crazy expensive. But um, no, so Blue Ivy like loves to dance and like what a better – Wow. Literally. (laughs) a better stage to dance on than with Beyonce and like all the choreographers, like insane. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. And why not? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's so great. It was so cute. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. So we had the kiddos for one night overnight, all three, which- Oh gosh. Yeah. So that was- Why? Long story short, Critty Critty and Lizzie uh, went to a wedding out in Colorado. Right. And they thought- something was going to work out on that Thursday night that they, she was going to bring the kids down to whatever happened. I can't, I don't really know the whole situation, but it turned out that it was easier for them just to stay home uh, with us. And then uh, Lizzie's parents were going to come up for the the weekend to take care of them. So, um, oh, it was so much fun, but so much work. And we only had them one night and Lizzie's parent had them for three nights. Yeah. That, you know, Katie, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Boy, yeah. that really gives me a lot of, well, I always do respect Lizzie for all she does, but wow, you add one more on and they're all so tight in age. Oh, and our poor, our poor little uh, Annie's teething, two teeth came through yeah. on the bottom. So, yeah. oh, but it was fun to have the house full. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You it love that. Fun. I do. I always say I'm you- happiest when my house is full. So yeah, it was great. Um, And then um, to end the weekend, Uncle Scott and Gabriel were in town for a bar mitzvah. And so we got to see them on Sunday for brunch. Uh, And it was the inaugural brunch at the town club at the TC. Uh, They've never really had a brunch. So they're going to be doing that on Sundays now from 10 to 1. So so we got got 
the 10 o'clock slot because they had to drive to Minneapolis. Um, and boy, did we test the cook because, or the chef, because we had, Gabriel wanted fish and chips. Scott wanted the grain bowl. Daddy wanted the corned beef and hash. And I had the avocado toast. I thought, oh God, this poor chef. Wow. <laughs> Every well, end. Every end. Yeah. So, um, but it was delicious. And we got to sit out on the patio uh, and it was beautiful. So can't wait for you to come home to do that. But um, a shout out to Liz, Liz Vermella, a girl that you kind of grew up with. You probably don't remember, but. Um, no, of course I do. You do. I think she, did yes, she go of to. Course. Did she go to DSHA? Well, well regardless. Uh, no, she went to Dominican for a little bit. Or, she did? She went to Dominican. Yeah. No, no, no she didn't. I think she went to DS, but anyhow, no, it's okay. Didn't. It's all right. Um, and I, I knew her mom. So the, the two of them, I heard Carol and I went, what? And it was, uh, she was there with her mom. And I, once again, I was in uh, the prenatal exercise class with her mom when she was pregnant with Liz and I was pregnant with mm-hmm. you. Uh, uh-huh. And so it was just so nice to see them. So, and they're so excited because during COVID, Liz started doing your, uh, TSS, the Sculpt Society, um, and now they sweet. listen to Honest to Pete. So there you go. So nice. I love that. Yeah, I love, love that. that. Anyhow, what else, Katie? So you got back from uh, up north, and you're going to turn around. I know. And, I'm, yeah. I know. It's like you schedule all this travel, and then you like are in the midst of it, and you're like, oh, my God, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all good and exciting, but it's a lot. I leave tomorrow to go to LA. Oh, it's um, tomorrow I'm teaching. Already. Yeah, now tomorrow morning. Um, I'm teaching a class with Pop Sugar Fitness um, and I'm doing a class there on Friday and then I'm seeing my manager and then I'll like see Megan and see her and the kid and kind of just touch base in LA. Enjoy LA. Oh, that's going to be fun. Well, once again, Katie, it's that going through those time zones for you to get. I know. Especially from New York. Now you're going from one coast to the next. Yeah. I know. It's going to be a long flight, but hopefully I can just sleep. Yeah. It'll be good. Well, our topic, I thought today we would just touch upon because, um, or we're at the tail end of it, but um, the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I thought, wow, we can't, I know we spent a lot of time talking about weddings, (laughs) Um, but I thought maybe we should just touch upon that. Um, What do you Mm -hmm. think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, anything that I say is just my thoughts. And obviously I'm not a doctor and I'm not a psychologist and I haven't written any books, but I certainly have read a lot of books, self-help books and whatnot. And I think that um, I, I don't, I would venture to, to guess that there's not one family that hasn't been touched s- somehow, somewhere with some mental health issues. And, and it can be, you know, the levels of severity can go from being, you know, from bipolar or schizophrenic to, you know, what we think of uh, simply as uh, grief, anxiety, anxiety, depression. I was trying to write them all down. Addiction loneliness, um, isolation. Uh, to me, those are all forms of some kind of um, mental health needs. Our family certainly has been touched by it. I mean, yeah. So I, I think it's just so important to talk about it. 
and to, to bring it to the forefront. I know that when I was growing up, even when I was your age or younger, that really wasn't commonplace. That was just kind of hush hush. I don't, you never heard anybody talk about going to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or, um, you know, it was just like, it was just taboo. If, if you needed help, it was like, go talk to your priest or your pastor or your rabbi. Seriously. And even then it was like, you know, families tended to- admitting fault. Yes. And to tend to, to uh, whatever happened at home, stayed at home. You don't talk about it and you dealt with it. Well, mm-hmm. I, I believe that's not the way to deal with it. Um, of course. I was lucky- enough to have some very good friends when I got older that I would listen to them talk about some of their issues and what they did. And I kind of thought, you know what, maybe, maybe I need to go and talk to somebody and just mm-hmm. clear my, you know, as I've said, I had a, a challenging or a complicated upbringing. And I thought maybe I just need to, to clear my head a little bit with that. Um, mm-hmm. And boy, did that help. Uh, Mm -hmm. it really did. And yes, I, I believe that, uh, good friends can be a source of, um, healing. I think that especially women tend to have, you know, those groups, uh, of tight knit friends that you can voice problems with and talk things through, which I think is Mm -hmm. very healthy. I don't know about men so much if they do that when they get together, but um, I feel not. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, if you really search it out, I think there are a lot of groups, self-help groups. Obviously, uh, um, AA has, you know, has been known to have their groups uh, that they get together and, and uh, support each other, support groups. That's what I was trying to say. But I just, I, I really think that's so important. And, and I think what's most important for me is I, I think it's, it was, there was a time that it was that people felt it was just easier to take a pill. And I'm not saying that's that's not a good thing, but I do think that it should always be coupled with some kind of talk therapy as well. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think just medication is always going to solve the problem. Totally. Totally. But I think like also like the other side of like social media, the good side is that especially on TikTok, I feel there's like a facet for anyone and everyone. And you don't have to feel like alone if you're going through something. I know a lot of people who are vulnerable on there that makes other people feel supported. Yes. And that's a good part of of, uh, social media. I have always said if I grew up in the age of social media, I, I don't know if I could handle it, the pressure that I think a lot of the young kids go through. Oh, young kids totally. and I'm talking I mean, about same. high school. It's same. It's, I mean, Facebook came out when I was like like a sophomore in co- high school, I think. Right? And even then, and it still wasn't like what it is now. No. But even then, it was like, oh my God, this person just uploaded photos. I wasn't there. But right. I can't imagine going through now with like having all the filters and doing this oh and that where Lord like have mercy that's just yeah it's out of whack so and, and coupled with that the the covid situation that high schoolers had to go through and the isolation that they felt when they should be should have been around 
girlfriends and boyfriends and, you know, it, it's, it's a lot what they're going through right now. And I can only hope there are some families out there that have been able to get these children help and, uh, yeah, just talk about it, you know, have it out in the forefront. So do you find that like going to a therapist is like a therapy, is it the best form of mental health for you? For me personally? Yeah. Yes. I, it, it was very, very helpful to me. I, I was able to talk and, and But tell do you my think therapist, it's just like a, a one-time only? Don't you think it's like a, a no. constant? Yes. No. I, I have been going on and off to my therapist for maybe 20-some years. Yeah. And I think it's, and we always, uh, uh, I have just such a wonderful lady and she's such a wise, wise woman that, you know, she, to the point where she knows where she'll say, I think maybe we better check in in a couple of weeks. And I said, okay, that sounds good. Or she'll say, mm-hmm. I, I think you're on the right path. Uh, and, um, how about you call me when you want to check in? So it, mm-hmm. it, it works out just beautifully for me, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, once again, it's those tools in life that I think that are so important that just are going to make you a stronger individual and a stronger parent and a stronger mother, uh, mm-hmm. father, um, friend, sister. <laughs> you can go on and on and on. It's just, it's just taking care of the whole person, the whole person. I think it takes time, though, to find like, a right therapist. Like I feel like I've gone through three people and I've like done like probably three sessions with each of them. And I'm like, uh, yeah. like it, I've had trouble finding someone that I like. Yeah. And Katie, you talked to someone just because you felt you needed to, to, I was going through like just some anxiety, anxiety and, and I wanted to talk it out. And I feel like I exhausted all my other options with friends and family. And I was hearing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, you know, got, some sort of reprieve when I talk to those people, but it takes a lot for me to open up yes, to like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like I tend to put on this, like everything's good, everything's fine, we'll smile through. And then to like really some let someone in and know me is, I feel kind of not rare, but like right. I keep my people close. Right. You know? Um, and you're very lucky that you have such close girlfriends, Katie, too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We've talked and, a lot about that on this podcast. Yeah. No, I'm very, very lucky. And I, I always say that because I wouldn't be who I am without them. Right. Um, and sometimes I feel that talking it through with my girlfriends helps me better from than the therapist that I've seen because I just like couldn't relate. And it like I couldn't get into it, you know? Well, and, and think about the people that um, are contemplating suicide. I mean, when you think about the pain that Lord. they were holding inside, that they could not get themselves help, yeah. that, that, that's painful for me as a mother to even contemplate, mm-hmm. um, let alone be it a, a wife you know, his wife, that it's just, that's, that's why it's just to be in touch with yourself and your feelings and, and to know when it's time. And, um, wow, it's just so important. 
and I'm just so glad like that find. it's being, it's, excuse me, it, that it's, it's, that we have the whole month of May to talk about it. I mean, it should be talked about all the time, but to really focus, yes. focus in on it. Yeah. I, I do think I need to find someone again and like continue to like ask my friends and who their therapists are in the city because I feel as I've gotten older, like I have so much more anxiety than I ever did. And like I, I'm not really that anxious of a person, but lately like I will have these bouts of anxiety and I'll stress about the future and like what's going on and things that I can't control right now. And Matt does a good job of like bringing me back, being like, "What? Why? Right. Why are we like right. thinking about things that are happening ten years down the line, or five years on the down, or even next week? We can't control that. Like, right? We have and, to focus on the then and yeah. now." Well, and and Dad does that with me too. So I guess you got that that anxiety yeah. from me. Wow. But um, and aren't we lucky to have a partner that we can that will bring us back down? You know, and mm-hmm. vice versa. But I, I don't think that a person has to suffer in silence. Like you said, you, you were able mm-hmm. to reach out to, to Matt or reach out to this person. Uh, it's strange how I found my therapist that I had, and it mm-hmm. will t- kind of tie in with what how I want to end this whole um, podcast with or, or this topic. But um, when grandma, when my mom had uh, that horrific stroke, her doctor suggested that we see this therapist and and see if she might talk, be able to talk about it. Because it was just, it changed her life. It turned her life around totally. And I thought, well, okay. So my brother and I, you know, got, I made an appointment. We took grandma there. And I thought, I, I just, I can't see my mom opening up or talking about her past and, you know, but, but we tried. Yeah. So, um, so fast forward, uh, we, we were sitting there and grandma fell asleep during the first, <laughs> uh, the, the, the first meeting. And yes, she was on medication as well for, what was she on medication for? For anxiety, for a lot of things because it was a brain injury. So, and that's a good doctor then will send you to a therapist. So that's why we were at the therapist to a talk there, to talk through things. Well, it didn't work the first meeting. And as we were leaving, the therapist called me back and she goes, can I talk to you for a minute, Carol? I said, sure. She knew that I was the, at the time at the primary, you know, caregiver there. And, um, she said, Carol, I, I'm not so worried about your mom, but I'm worried about you. You know? And then of course I started to cry right away. Cause I thought, oh God, yeah. somebody sees beyond, yeah. someone sees through me. Someone yeah. is, you know, and I said, well, and she goes, if ever you want to talk, why don't you give me a call? I said, she said, your mother will be okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it must've been maybe a year later. I remembered her and I found her and I called her and it's history. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, once again, I always believe there are no mistakes in life either. You kind of Mm -hmm. keep your eyes and ears always open and know that, you know, things fall in your path for a reason. So. It, it it helped me get through some really, really tough times as a caregiver. Um, and I think, and I'm going to kind of segue into that because I, I think there are a lot of people my age that are now being caregivers for their parents. And I'll tell you, the, the pressure that, that that entails is tremendous. 
Uh, mm. It can be joyful. Uh, it, it can be uh, very challenging. And I think it's just so important to always remember you got to take care of yourself as well as mm-hmm. you're going through that journey with your parents or your loved ones. And if you need to talk to someone during that period of your life, I think you should too, because it'll just make you stronger. It'll just make you mm-hmm. stronger. I also think that movement is such a great way, at least for me, for my mental health. I know that when I can get time to move for myself, not like teaching, not doing a private, like truly for myself, I feel so much better and so much clearer and just giving my body that reset or getting in the fresh air helps right. so much. Right. And and I think it's that that word, I think I mentioned it to you before, Katie, to be resilient. I love that word, resilient, because I felt like that really defined a lot of what I went through my whole life from a, a, a little girl to a teenager to my college years. I felt like I was always learning how to be more and more resilient, just finding a way to carry on and to thrive through some really tough times. And um, I don't think there is an answer to that. How, how do you become resilient? I think it's 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 a journey, and it's just finding that strength within, uh, being flexible. I wrote down thoughts: being flexible, um, being able to accept change. I think a lot of people have a real difficult time with that, and I think once you do have the faith to accept change in your life, I feel like I'm being a preacher right now. I really don't mean to, but I feel I feel so strongly towards this, but. It, to accept change is it's going to make you a stronger person because it's change is not always a bad thing. Um, what else? Keep things in perspective. You know, that too will change that too will, you know, it will end, you know, it, life is, life is good. Um, so not only take really good care of yourself first, they always talk about put that oxygen mask on first so that you can care for somebody else better. I I really learned that through my whole journey through life so far. But don't forget the people that too really need you. And return that phone call. Shoot out a text to somebody that you're thinking about that maybe needs to hear from you. I I always say that because it's just so important. Just a simple conversation or a text to somebody might just change their whole day. Oh, I just also read uh, in the paper that Rosalind Carter, Jimmy Carter's wife, who is 95, he's 98, and we've talked about his health struggles, but she has, they have just said that she now is suffering from dementia, which is hard. It's, it's extremely hard for the person that's suffering from it because in the initial stages, you do know something's happening. Um, but especially for the caregiver. And I just want to finish with reading what the, the Carter family uh, said. They said, Mrs. Carter often noted that there are only four kinds of people in this world. Four kinds of people. Those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need caregivers. 
So I mm. think she's already been all four of those. Now she's in need of them. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's so true. That's life. Caring for yourself so and caring for others. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. So, so mental good, health awareness month, May. So I'm glad that we were able to just sneak it in there, but it's so important uh, to talk about. Keep it at the forefront. All right. That's all I have to say. But I do have a very mm-hmm. funny, uh, honest to Pete. Give it to me. <laughs> Only would this happen to me. Okay. So as I was returning back from New York, I knew that uh, I didn't have a car at the airport. And don't ask me why, but I'm thinking, how in the hell am I going to call an Uber in Milwaukee? And, <laughs> and Christopher's like, why yeah. wouldn't you what, What's why wouldn't you call an Uber in Milwaukee? I just, I only take Ubers in yeah. In New York. New York. Uh, so I thought, Carol, just, it'll, you'll be fine. So okay. called an Uber and I always get the black Uber. So that's the the mid, not the, the fancy one, not the lowest no. one, but the mid black, right? That's what no, you always tell me to the, do. That's, that's the fanciest one. No, it's not. Cause there's a black SUV yeah. is top. All right. Let's not argue. Anyhow. <laughs> so I called, he was going to be there within three minutes. I said, fine. So up, up comes the, it was a black SUV. And I thought, okay. okay. So, and he, the little guy got out. Oh gosh, he looked so nice, you know, dark hair. And don't I take care of the suitcase, open the door, get in, beautifully clean car, everything. So uh, I thought, well, we're not, we don't have that far to go. So I don't have to t- give him direct, yeah. you know, he knew what he was doing and everything. He was just so well, sweet. Yeah. We we're chatting a little bit. And um, so I could tell he had an accent. So I said, and where are you from? And mm-hmm. he said, um, Jordan. I said, Jordan. Oh, I said, I've always wanted to go to the Middle East. And uh, I said, yeah, what in God's name brought you to Milwaukee? So yeah. long story short, I think he's, he said to me, well, he said, um, when I worked in Jordan, he said, I had to travel to the United States to learn how to drive in the desert, in uh, cold weather, in ice, in all these different yeah, uh, challenges. Okay. I said, all right. Okay. Well, the United States definitely does have all that. Okay. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, but then you moved back here for good. He says, yes, I am a U.S. citizen. He said, uh, and I brought my family. And I said to him, well, I said, you know, women don't have a lot of rights over there. <laughs> you said that. Oh, yeah. And he said, absolutely. Well, they don't, Katie, you know? No, I and, know. But I just bringing that up in an Uber ride is like a, well, yeah, you know. I know. So he said, you're absolutely right. He's very happy here. He had some family initially in the Midwest, so he ended up here. And I said, what exactly did you do in Jordan? And he said, well, I was the driver for the Prince of Jordan. No. What? And I thought to myself, okay, Carol, the crown prince is getting married right now of Jordan, you know, a big wedding. Uh, How do you know that? Oh, I know. I read the paper. I listen to the news, Kate. And- But there are a lot of princes in Jordan. There's a lot of brothers there. And of course, my eyes, I just thought, oh, now I can tell everybody that I was driven by the chauffeur. And he said he was part of the security team. And when we talked about the women, right, not having rights, he said, my family did because I was close to the, you know, king and queen and the royals. 
So I just, you know, that just made my day. So as I got out of the car, you know, he said, oh, beautiful house and everything. And he got the luggage out and everything. And um, I says, well, now I can tell everybody that I was driven by, you drove for the Prince of Jordan. He says, no, but now he says, I will tell everybody that I just drove the Queen of Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I mean, the sweetest thing. He gave me his card, everything. Azam. Are you going to use them? I think I am. I like it. (laughs) You will have a little driver driving you around Milwaukee. I love it. Wasn't that just the sweetest comeback? Yeah. That is a very sweet comeback. You are the the queen queen of Milwaukee. queen. So on that note, Katie. I love you, mama. Safe travels to LA and take us out. Thank you guys for following. As always, please follow us on Instagram at honestdepeat.com on TikTok at Honest to Pete. And listen, every Thursday, a new episode drops. And make sure to like, subscribe, comment, leave a nice comment. We love that. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Mama. Bye-bye, Kate.